Hola, hola, everybody. Hola, everybody, close and far, far away. This is the episode 493 of the Two Dumb Yenders. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, Mike? How you doing, Derpy? Oh, man. Doing good. Doing good, man. I'm ready Derpy. to go. You know, I, I got to say, I, I was quite entertaining. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember if it was P. I don't remember if it was Ron. I don't remember who it was. But yesterday, somebody coined the uh, the Derpy sound effect we use as the derpy signal like the bat signal and i cannot stop <laughs> not stop thinking of that because it, it, it is what it is i mean is. When I, I don't hear derpy for a while and then i and then i ask him something i have to hit that i have to hit that sound effect yeah, you in order to get his attention i mean he could, he could be out on a date for all i know i mean we don't hear from him for a while and i have to send out the derpy signal the derp and, signal and, and then he comes running and, and there he is he he makes himself readily available so it is. It is very. It's it's the derpy signal. I like it. I can't recall who said it, but I, I do dig, and I do give you credit, whoever it was. I just can't remember who it was. I can't remember either, but yeah, it's uh the derp signal, man. The derp signal. The derp signal. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Mike. Yes. Derpy. Anybody on the board? Anybody listening? <laughs> I want to know. Has anybody ever gone up? And um, experienced the the the, the uh, ceremonies at Gobbler's Knob. I, I want to know because I've never been up there, and I can't imagine it's very fun or exciting at all. But people go up to Gobbler's Knob in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, every year mm -hmm. to experience the, the 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 festivities and watch them lift this this groundhog out of a box, and they play this big game like there's going to be winter or whatever, whatever the hell they do. I, I don't even know what they do. But if anybody has ever had this and done this, let me know. I'd like to hear about it. I, I've never gone. And you ha apparently you have to go soon, guys, because if you don't, they're going to be flipping a coin pretty soon because apparently PETA thinks that Phil, after all these years, is being mistreated. Um, so if anybody has gone up to Gobbler's Knob. That's just not, a great name, by the way. Which I would be a place that I assume Mike would go often. But uh, you know if anybody... You know, if it. anybody, <laughs> Mike loves the Gobbler's Knob. Uh, if if anybody's gone up there, I please, I'd love to hear about it. I, I honestly, you know, I, maybe I know people who went, but I don't know. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I've never been there myself. So if anybody has any Gobbler's Knob experience, please fill me in. I have no, no, I see Groundhog Day and all that stuff. It never really, I never bought into it. The whole thing with, uh, I mean, the thing build. is, it's obviously uh, it's it's a it's just something to create a, a little bit of a buzz. It's not yeah. real, and obviously, this groundhog has no. Yeah, but like, uh, there are people who that love this. They live and die by it, man. They love it so much. I just don't get it. Um, but hey, you know what? Who am I to judge, man? Whatever, whatever gets you through the day, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate them. So there you go, everybody. If anybody has any gobbler's knob tales, please fill me in. Feel free to write us, email us, go to our website. And I, I would love to hear about your experience with gobbler's knob. You just would, like would, saying gobbler's. You know, if you say it any other time of year, you're weird. But now yeah. you can say it. You can say it in, in, in excess. And, and you know what? It's fine. So uh -huh. that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to say gobbler's knob for the next two days, whether you like it or not, Derby. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of farces and things like this remember when we were kids guys and you always had that argument with your friends 
is wrestling real? <laughs> you know, they, it's not yeah. real. It's real. It's real. It's not real. And, and even till this day, I mean, you could run into people in the trailer park that's still going to argue you up and down that it's real. Are we almost at that point with the NFL guys where we're going to be arguing with one another? Uh, you know, because there's been a bunch of conspiracy theories and a bunch of things that have gone on over the past couple of seasons in the, in the NFL that might make people think, you know what? This isn't entirely uh, um, organic as it was in the past. And it, the game feels a lot different now than it did two to three years ago and years beyond that. <laughs> Are we going to get to the point, guys, where we're arguing back and forth? Um, you know, is the NFL real? Is it fixed? Is it fake? Is it have a script? Does it have a, a predetermined outcome? Mike, is that going to be something that we're going to see in, in society in the next few years moving forward? People are going to just start arguing and saying, you know what? It, it's not real. It's uh, is this something that's coming? Yeah, down it's, the pipe? It, it, oh, it's coming big time. One with, you know, the gambling being attached to the league now. And it looks, I forget who it was, but years ago they predicted that once, you know, <sighs> these sports leagues adopt, you know, you know, embrace the gambling side of it. It's people are going to start questioning the the veracity of these out- outcomes anymore. And we're seeing it now. And I think, you know, the the prevalence of the social media now too, where anyone and everyone has a platform and you get a lot of like-minded people <clears throat> that agree on, you know, this topic of, you know, these leagues are, you know, rigged. It's just a snowball effect. More and more people talking about it becomes more and more of the uh, into the zeitgeist of the culture and it's you know it's in everyone's mind like is this real or not it, how many times you know in the past when we watch before social media when we would watch a game you'd see questionable calls maybe one or two a game now we're seeing more and more now is that because the league's trying to rig it or there's cameras everywhere now at these games everyone has access to all the all the video footage you can get all you know, everyone can stream the replays. Everyone can analyze these games frame by frame, so it can you can create your own narrative of, uh, hey, this is this is rigged. Look, they missed this call. Whereas back in the you know, eighties, nineties, early two thousands, we wouldn't have seen that hold right there. We wouldn't have seen that trip. We wouldn't have seen that pass interference because we didn't have that camera angled. Now we do. So it's like there's a lot of things that you can say, yeah, it's fixed. But on the other hand, you can say, hey, we're just we just now have more cameras to where we can see all the stuff that before refs missed fans missed but i I do think i do think there are some officials because it is human nature if someone on that team pisses you off you know what i'm not going to give you that call on the other hand mike you know what you're kind of cool i think outside the box and people that think outside the box they now have a platform where before you were just the weird guy if you if you didn't think and believe and talk Mm -hmm. the way that everybody else did well, you know what? This guy's just a conspiracy theorist. You know, he don't know what he's talking about. He's a weirdo. But now people realize that there's other people like them around here yeah. and, and, and around them and, and out there. And they, you know, they, they do. They have a voice now. And and I think that many things play into this, Mike. But I, I agree with you. I think this is going to be something that we're going to be dealing with down the road, if not this year, if yeah. not next year. I think within the next five years, people are going to come out with that argument. Is this real? Is this, you know, is this fake? And it's going to be as it was as yeah. we were younger people arguing about the the wrestling the wwe's yeah. the wcw's you know and and of course you know at the end of the day you know what it is about wrestling of course it's not real it's predetermined but these guys are out there the doing everything that they take and the athleticism and the work and the bumps mm-hmm. and everything that they put into it it's certainly real the injuries most of the time are real unless it is scripted in yeah. but you know what that's the beauty of sports entertainment i think 
and 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 that is what it is and beyond that mike i i just i kind of fear because these organic sports sports mm-hmm. that they are played you know in, in competitively baseball football basketball hockey so on so on i just i just wonder and if it does get to that point what's going to be the limit you know is it going to be to the point where we're saying okay well we accept the fact that you already know who's going to win yeah but it's still a real sport because they're out there hitting one another. yeah but yeah like you know for like a conspiracy to work, you want as few people involved as possible. Because the more and more people involved in that conspiracy, it's harder to, con- to contain it. So I-, I can see like, you know, maybe a small cabal of, you know, Goodell and some people influencing officials like, hey, we want calls to go this way for this team. You know, this team right here, it, let's not give them the call. Because you can, you can, you know, look, uh, the Raiders have always historically historically have been one of the most penalized teams in the league. So if you throw more penalties on them, it's like, oh, that's just the Raiders culture. The Ravens, they're a physical team. This year they led the league. I think they led the league in penalty yards. Oh, so you can throw more flags on them because they're a physical team. Now you got other teams that like Miami Dolphins, they're a finesse team. Maybe we won't throw as many flags on them because you know what? They're a finesse team. They're not that physical team. So we want to influence it. We can do it that way. We want their cornerbacks to get get away with, you know, blatant holds, blatant interferences. We can do that because they're really not a physical team. They're a finesse team. So there's ways you could do it if you wanted to do it. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. We got lots to talk about today. Uh, of course, Mike is going to Gobbler's Knob this weekend. We got <laughs> Pittsburgh am... Steelers scoop. We have Thank Super Bowl you. talk. And we have prop <laughs> bets for the Super Bowl going on today here on the show. This is all-star weekend for football and for hockey. All kind of things, everybody. Relax. Uh, turn it up and, and, and join us for the next hour, guys. This is the Two Dumb Yinzers. Mike, we have seven. Seven shows until episode 500. Ooh. I am beyond belief. Beyond belief. And I, I, I come up with a, with a couple more ideas for that week as well. Oh, I'll God. fill you in after the show. Oh, God. I get nervous when you come with ideas. I'm very nervous. Tomorrow on the show, maybe we'll make these announcements because not this coming week, but the week of after the Super Bowl, we will be hitting episode 500. Very excited here at the show. I'm pumped, man. Like, like I always say, once we hit a milestone, I never saw that milestone coming. Like, could we pull it off? And we did, man. I figured I'd be dead way before it happened. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know how. I, just, I know. I, I, I seen the. I seen what you eat. I see. I seen the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I see what I eat. A <laughs> couple other things, guys. Before I do get into the Steelers, um, the Ravens. Now, I didn't even realize this. Remember, we talked, yeah. you know, over the past couple of days about the seventeen to ten score, this magic score, mm-hmm. the score, what it takes to beat the Baltimore Ravens. I didn't realize as we were talking about this, they were only held to 10 points three times yeah, all year. We were Those were the t- three games. Yeah. That was the lowest amount of points yep. they were held to all year long. And we did it two times. Yeah. And, I, and I'm pretty convinced that Kansas City took a page out of our book oh, yeah. to uh, win last week against the Ravens. Derpy, three times all year they were held to only 10 points in the in a 14-3 and three season or whatever they were. And the Steelers were two of them. I mean, that, that's encouraging in a way. But again, I think, Mike, that ultimately breaks down to it being the, sim, the same style team in the yep. AFC North play. Do you think mm-hmm. that's what it is? I think that's what it is. And, you know, they're, uh, Kansas City's defensive coordinator, uh, Steve Spagnuolo, he's in the Super Bowl for, like, what, the fifth time. I think it's tying, like, Dick LeBeau's record or just broke Dick LeBeau's record or something along those lines. Dude's a great defensive coordinator. And I guarantee you he looked at what the Steelers did and 
more or less confident. And the way they played, Kansas City played an AFC-style North defense against the Baltimore Ravens. And so that makes the last, me, it's nuts. That's nuts. the last thing I'm going to mention. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Derby. It makes me uh, wish we beat the Bills even more. But Mike pretty put it on spot on. Yeah. I got to tell you. Uh, if we would have beat the we would we could have made the championship game. I got to tell you, if we would have, and then we said that, we said that, we said prior to the Bills game, if we could just win this game, yeah. we like our chances. Yeah. We like the way that we play this team. We like our matchups, and we felt that we could be in the AFC Championship game. And I, and I, I still believe that wholeheartedly, um, guys. This is the last time I'm going to mention the Ravens for quite some time. The team, honestly, in all honesty, makes me want to throw up half of the time. But, but that was, you know, it, it, it's 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 a good point. That could have very well been. Mm-hmm. And, and it was the, the thing about it is the Steelers, I get this vibe. It's an early 90s vibe. And, and things go in cycles in sports. And there's a lot of things that I do notice. Uh, good morning, Ron, on the board. Uh, that I do notice in sports is there is a lot of cycles, whether it's, you know, on purpose, whether it's accident, whether it's just fate. I don't know. But this has that feel of the early 90s with the Buffalo Bills. They had this good team, and we just couldn't beat this team. We just couldn't beat them. They would beat us every year, and then they would beat us again in the playoffs. So, you know what, I just get that kind of vibe. But but you're right, guys. If we would have somehow beat Buffalo, we are the team best equipped to beat that Baltimore Raven team, and we could very easily been in that AFC championship game. Um, But, again, that would have probably been a disaster in itself. But I think that we could have certainly certainly beat Baltimore. Easily. I I think it would have been been another tough game, another 17-10 to game probably. But, you know, the league wanted what they wanted, and they got what they wanted. They yeah. got the ball. I'm about to start wearing the tinfoil hat. You got to put something on that head. I, I can't barely no, see over I think here. It's the shining God. beacon of hope. No, no, it's the people shining think, beacon of people hope. People think I have right a there. light. People think that I have a light in front of me here that, that illuminates me, but it's no, not. It's, it's, it's my your forehead. Yeah, I'm like, secretly, I'm sitting like three feet away from Ryan. We just have a small little flashlight that hits off of my head. <laughs> right. and it bounces back to We're Ryan. in a closet. <laughs> We're in a closet somewhere. Um, and let me get into this first. A couple, couple things that the uh, the Steelers been looking at the past couple of days. The Senior Bowl. Uh, Mike Tomlin met with quarter uh, Oregon quarterback Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Of course, you're going to meet with dozens of people while you're at these yeah. events. This doesn't uh, isn't a he telltale sign to me, but it is going to be something that you're going to hear over the next few days. Mike Tomlin uh, and company met with Bo Nix. I think and that also, one was. Didn't he just like tap his hand? And uh, he met with him. I think that was it. Uh, the report I have is he met with him, but also I also have Mike Tomlin gets a close look at uh, top center se- at the Senior Bowl, Oregon's Jackson mm-hmm. Powers Johnson, yep. which I think is He's a more looking good, which I think is more realistic, uh, especially if you're going to go after you know this top kind of player in your first round. Yeah, I think the center would be the one that they would go after, of course, not somebody like Bo Nix. Um, not saying anything bad about Bo Nix. I just know the Steelers the way they draft and what it is that they should be doing. Yeah. Um, good morning to Ralph on the board as well. So, you know, a couple Oregon players early yeah. on, Mike, but you know, as this off season thing goes, this, it, it, it there's a, it's a long road. Long there's going to be a road. lot of names you're going to hear along the way. Yeah. There's going to be a long, uh, a lot of, um, different scenarios, possibilities. Hey, the Steelers are going to get this guy. Hey, we're going to trade for that guy. Hey, we're going to get this free agent. So this is the beginning of a very long off season talking with Bo Nix, talking with Jackson Powers Johnson. So relax, everybody. Yep. It's going to be all right. We're going to get the players that we need. But um, right yeah. now you're going to hear a lot of different names. Yeah, JPJ, he was the uh, star 
offensive lineman throughout those drills. He was center guard. They put him on all all the inside positions, and he was handling some of the best defensive linemen. Yeah, they're all seniors, and some of these uh, guys are going to be first-round picks, and he was just manhandling them. And there's a couple times, like, you would start at the rep, it would look like he was getting beat, and he was just correcting himself. He looks like he could be like that Darmonte Dawson, Mike Webster. He can fill those shoes of the great lineage that we have. At center in the Bill Nix thing, I think it, uh, I think that was just him talking to him. He ran into him. I because I saw the video, and you know he just you know shook his hand, and they they both laughed and walked away. That was about it. Um, another one. I don't know if you saw Ryan, but um, God, uh, you still talking also... about the handshake? You've been talking about no, that no, for no, eight no. minutes. No, no, no. I was just, I, 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 it, it's stuck in the back of That's my the head. That's the longest conversation from... about know, a, ha- a hand death that I've ever in the heard. Back of my head, and I couldn't get it out. And now it's out, and it just kept creeping back in. But All then, right. Um, he also um, with um, a receiver from Michigan and the cornerback from Toledo. He he's like, hey, I want to see. Yeah, he's like, I want to see you guys go head to head, and the coaches made it happen, and it was like one of the best battles that they had, and because. Tomlin wants one of those two guys, that corner from um, Akron and the uh, receiver from Michigan. I That was a great matchup. Uh, Wilson and um, what's the guy from uh, that corner? Derby, uh, Quinton. You talk, uh, Mitten? Mitten, I think it's his name. That was a good matchup. It's going to be a it's going to be a long, like Ryan said, it's going to be a long, long season. You're going to hear names. Now on a show yesterday, we'll I, see again. I talked about would you do this? And this is what I think we need to do. <laughs> we kind of got into it a little bit yesterday. I believe I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting my days mixed up, but bear with me. Do you think that it would be sensible to make a huge splash gamble move? Take your, you know, and, and I think, again, I think we started on this show and take your first round pick and bundle it with maybe your third round pick and maybe bundle it with a, a, a big name player on this team to try to move up into top five somewhere if possible and to get that quarterback, the one that we talk about on this show over and over and over that you need to win in the league. Um, obviously, we don't have him. Obviously, most teams in the NFL don't have that guy. Do you think that that gamble is worth it, Mike? If you would if you would put together – and, again, this is a, a purely a speculation. Yeah. But, but if you would take, as I said, maybe our first-round pick, our third-round pick, and, and let me just throw in for shits and giggles, TJ Watt, and you hand this over to a team in that top five. And, and, and you give that to them and you say, can we have your pick? And they say, yes. Is that gamble worth it? And if it is, who is it that you do take in that in that top five as a quarterback? And as I said, it's a gamble because that player could come up and, and not be any good in the NFL. Yeah. That happens over and over. Yeah. Do you think something like this is a smart would be a smart move for the Steelers to do? And if it is a smart move, Mike, who would you consider taking coming out of this year's draft if that guy's even out there? He may not even be out there. Yeah that you could think would be that next guy that could be here for the next 15 years and lead this Steeler team to Super Bowls and things of that mm-hmm. nature? Um, cool. Cool. Let's just say for, you know, for shits and giggles, we do the scenario and we right. trade, let's just say uh, Chicago. We get that number yes. one pick. That way all quarterbacks are on the board. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm not, like, me personally, I'm not convinced that any of these are going to be that guy. I think one or two might be a guy. <sighs> we know I don't see the guy out there this year. Get overvalued, but Mike, I don't say, see the guy in this draft. I don't. I don't see there's like a C.J. Stroud or like a 
uh, Peyton Manning or no. like a you have Drake Manning. May. You have a guy that had one good season in Florida State. You have a couple yeah. other guys uh, that came out of the USC. There literally is not a yeah. guy out there like that I think is going to come think in, last year, be that first uh, number one pick, and, and just overtake. I, yeah. I don't see him in yeah, this draft. Yeah, there's not a Joe Burrow in this draft. Like for me, Drake or um, Caleb Williams, he should have come out last year because this year yeah. it, 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 it hurt his draft stock. Um, but if I had I know I say I don't really trust quarterbacks from the ACC, but I would take Drake May. I think he's with the him and um, him and Caleb Williams are two of the youngest. I think um, May has gotten better every year. Um, to me, I don't want uh, I don't want uh, the Heisman winner Daniels. He had one good year. I don't trust exactly. He wonders. falls in that Kenny Pickett in that category. Kenny Pag. Yeah, you know they both had great. Great cup. See, Absolutely, I, college, I put him man. in that. I, I put him in that category immediately. I yeah, thought to I, myself, I, just, I don't trust that. Because Florida State factor. stunk two years ago. Yeah, Florida Trent. State stunk three years ago. Yeah. Florida State stunk four years ago. They had a really good season. Yeah. You take this guy, you're you're right back in the Kenny Pickett yeah. situation. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I would take. I would roll the dice on Caleb Williams or Drake May. Mike, for Drake what about? May. Let me throw a name in there for you. Can I throw a name? Yeah. And I think that this guy would be the closest thing to being that guy. Mm-hmm. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman, who played in West, uh, I'm sorry, in Wake Forest, made the transfer to Notre Dame, broke all kind of uh, records at Notre Dame. He went to the ACC championship. This guy is a slinger. He could throw the ball over the place. What do you think about Sam Hartman? I, I think he, he's, the only, he's the closest thing to that guy in this draft. I'm not a big fan of him. Uh, isn't he like mm-hmm. old, old too? No, but you, I, I understand you have a bias yeah, he, against he, the ACC, but he no, literally, no, 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 but out of I, all I, these I, guys, he literally looks like, yeah. and if you watch him play, he's the most impressive quarterback out I'm there. Not, I'm not sold on him. He's another, and two, um, sounds like ages with me. I don't like quarterbacks that are already in their, like, 24, 25-year range. It's how much more room do you have to grow as a quarterback? That's what I but worry about. If you come about. in and you're in your If it, you come in it. and you're that guy right off the bat, it could I, be. He's I'm the just, type of guy that I think. I'm just not sold on him. What about McCarthy? Oh, God, no. I don't trust no? him coming out of Michigan. Uh-uh. He, he reminds yeah. me of too much of um, There's nobody uh, Johnny Manziel. He reminds, nobody he out of the Big Ten of... Mike is ever going to like if it's out of, outside of Penn State. Dumb no, I'd like Derby. a CJ Stroud. The next. I would see Mike J. is a very biased person. And, and uh, you know, I once you find this out about him, it's hard to have a conversation with him. No, I love CJ Stroud. But I this kid out of Michigan, I think he was carried by that, that run game and that defense. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, I, I, I yeah. absolutely. This the, the Michigan. I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not sold on them. I I would take him in like the fifth round, sixth round. See if there's something there. Roll the dice on a lot of these quarterbacks. I would take in the fourth, fifth round range. But if I'm trade trading up, I'm. I, I wouldn't take any of these quarterbacks. But gun to my head, it's the top two. I'm taking. Drake or I'm taking Caleb. Those are my Drake two. Drake is very good. Caleb, I'm not super sold on <laughs> that out, out west. I'm not super sold on these players. The guys in Oregon, I'm not super sold on these players. I, you know, Marcus Mariota was one of these guys from out west that, that yep. was supposed to be it. Them and guys me. out there never just become it. I, I don't know what it is. Um, Mike, let me ask you. So, so at the end of the day, do you think? Uh, you know, as we 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 established, I don't think that that guy is sitting there. I don't think that guy is there for the picking, unless, as we said, you take one of these guys and they end out just being that guy, which is a very hard thing to determine, which makes it a gambling situation. Yeah. So, with what we know and what with what you just said, you don't think it would be a good idea to kind of package something like this and send it to Chicago and roll the dice. You you feel that maybe this might be something you would do a little bit further down the road or just abort entirely and continue to to operate the way that we operate. I would 
if I'm going to make a move, I I would I would package, you know, let's say our first this year, want a second next year. See if I can get convince someone like um, Arizona. Don't, I believe they have multiple first round picks. See if we can pop up and get two picks, rebuild the team that way. Because you know the, we it's haven't won with these players. You know, and the coach isn't going anywhere. So you okay? You have to go with the, changing the roster. Then I, you know, me, I this would be the year I would start to rebuild my entire team from top to bottom, kind of tear it down and start over again. I wouldn't be opposed to it either. Right, it's just one of the thoughts right there because I don't think there is a star. But there's a risk that here. comes with that too. But the, yeah, they, there's down, a risk comes with all you start the from too, ground zero. Put. There's no guarantee yeah. that, that, that you know that things could come together with it this could happen it, it, it could ultimately go into 10 years mike where you could be having worse situations just because the way thing it, it has to be well thought out this is a yep. you know very we're at a very fragile time in this franchise yeah. we, we really are compared to the history of the super bowl era this is probably one of the more fragile times in, mm-hmm. in the in the history of the nfl for this pittsburgh steeler team um i'm gonna i'm gonna jump over mike i'm gonna take uh let, let me let me address I- something here Ron, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think that Kenny can be the guy. Do I think he's going to? I, I don't know. It's it's there's so much that has it's to happen. Just... I think there's so much that has to happen around him. I think that you know bringing in this coordinator is going to tell a lot of tales, um, and, and also there's a lot of talk about this guy is going to really improve the um, the play action, uh, yeah. which which people apparently think that we had a problem with. We didn't do it a lot. It wasn't in our play calling. But as far as that particular quarterback in 2023 and play action plays. He was 42 for 53, 79.2% completed percentage, 387 yards, two touchdowns, and a 109.7 mm-hmm. um, QB rating. So let's just say Arthur Smith can come in and improve the play action, and and, 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 and if the running game is able to do what it you know did this year, maybe a little bit better, you strengthen that offensive line. You know, this 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 crazy concoction of players and coordinators and coaches that we have, it just it may be work. effective. It just yeah. may be effective, Mike. It and it's be. just got to be good, effective enough to win in our division, as you know, and yeah. get into the playoffs. Because beyond that, you know, you there's other problems yeah. you're going to come across. But first and foremost, you got to be able to win in your division. Yeah. And, like, our, our scoring defense was one of the better – ranked as one of the better scoring defenses in the league. Yardage-wise, we were, you know, weren't the best. We saw that happen against Cleveland. We didn't give up a lot of points, but we gave up a lot of yards, and that that tipped the balance of the game. But scoring defense-wise, we're right where we are, and if Arthur Smith can get this offense close to where he had it when he was down in Tennessee in that that 28-point game range, it it puts you in a pretty good spot. And we'll see what happens. I'm not the biggest Kenny guy, but I want him to succeed because he's the quarterback of my favorite team that's the thing i'm not a big arthur smith guy but i want him to succeed yeah i want, I want like, him to come in here and do want all things. of them to succeed uh, you know anybody that comes in and, and dons our colors i want them to be successful don't get me wrong i'm not gonna voodoo wish that um that arthur smith doesn't succeed <laughs> that's the furthest thing from the when the season starts i'm all aboard Whatever the choices that we make during the offseason, I may agree, I may disagree, but once they kick off, guys, in September, I'm all aboard. This is my team, and, and, and it is what it is. We're going to roll with it. Yeah. Are we going to complain along the way? Absolutely. It's what we do here. <laughs> you know, we take things, we look at it objectively, we give opinions, mm-hmm. and it is what it is. But as we speak, I, I'm, 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 I'm okay with this. Guys, my only concern was, did we jump the gun? You have Kyle Shanahan's teams. 
uh, you know, his, you know, players um, from his tree. You have people that are coaching under him. This is this guy was able to take Jimmy Garoppolo and make it to the Super Bowl. This guy has been able to take a quarterback that was uh, the last quarterback cho- uh, chosen in a draft, which you know it's debatable whether he's. Yeah. That's not the story. That's not the argument. My question is, why did we rush Mike? Should we have waited to at least see if we could uh, taken some of the fruit off of this tree yeah. and and, and, t- and checked it out before we we took it? We we uh, indulged in this apple yeah. over here. I, I, I think we should. We sh- yeah, like Derpy was saying. I you, know, I think we should have waited, but. It only makes sense. Why? Why rush sense? that? I, I don't know. I because I you know Arthur Smith was getting offers from another team or two, so and they were panicked. They're like you know we're not going to get the experienced guy that they wanted. Um, I, I me you know personally I was on record. I wanted Clint, Q, Clint Kubiak. Um, I really you did. We had a we matter I, of fact you owe me a dollar because of that. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah, were yeah, on yeah. record saying that the, you know this is going to be the guy we're going to yeah. get. This guy I'm going to bet you money. And the guy that we were making fun of literally 10 yeah. minutes prior to that, because he looks like a, a, a generic avatar on the Madden creative yeah. coach, <laughs> literally gets hired an hour after we have this conversation, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, he can, if he can find the success, we are still wrong. That what he did with Tennessee, it can turn out to be a pretty damn good hire, sneaky good hire. Um, I just hope that we can get that out of them. Everybody keeps saying, everybody keeps saying, everybody keeps saying those two seasons with Tennessee. I hope we could get that out of him. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And you know, um, like players that, that played for him, they were on, on Twitter and in the media, they're saying this is a sneaky good hire. You know, we liked playing for, we liked the way he ran the offense. The offense can produce points. But the players around the league and the media are also telling us that we have one of the greatest coaches ever. And we know as fans that we're having a hard time even winning a playoff game. So you know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta take that one, balance. Yeah. You gotta so. take that balance. But you know what? Like I said, man, it's like when you see a movie trailer, you're just gonna bitch about it. You see it, it'll be a great movie, or you see a trailer go, This is the best fucking movie ever. You watch it, it's the worst movie ever. <laughs> you just think you don't know. He he right now he's Schrodinger's offensive coordinator. He's either gonna be either really good or really bad. I just think that after what we just experienced, can it possibly be worse, guys? No, no I, it's, I only gonna get, it's only better. And the thing is, you know, you, your quarterbacks, they have another year under their belt. You're going to have a draft where you're going to bring up, some, get some players that you're in need of, that you were in need of last season. You're going to have some free agent signings that, were, that you're going to try to make up for ground. So, in theory, things should get better. And as we say on the show, Mike, you want that that gradual progression every year as a team in general, no matter if you're a football team, a baseball team, hockey, whatever it may be, you want to get a little bit better every year because yeah. you, you feel that, that you're making progress. Yeah. And and I think that this is a golden opportunity for somebody like this Arthur Smith to come in. And if he could have a season like he did yeah. two, three years ago in, in Tennessee, and if these other situations could kind of fall into place, are we going to be that super team just yet? No, but you know what? That don't worry me, Mike, because there really is no super teams anymore with yeah. this, uh, you know, you know, with this parody the eagles started out what 10 and 0 look mm-hmm. they 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 almost missed the playoffs they barely got out of the you know they they lost the playoff yeah. game in the first round they got killed by tampa bay so again you know you don't have to be great anymore you just got to be good enough and good uh enough. and again that that's and, and what and that ha- you you have to be mediocre enough to oh just a bit above mediocre to make it to the playoffs and we've been mediocre for how long? So we got that down right there. We're the there. kings of mediocre. We're kings of mediocre. So we are built. Mediocrity is our middle name. Like Bain said, you know, you were adopted into the mediocrity. We've been born into the mediocrity. That's right, bitch. So we got it there. And it's just, 
but like you said, you we saw improvements from individuals this year on this team. You know, like when when um Mason came in, no one expected him to play as well as he did. You know, uh, Joey Porter Jr. No one thought he would be this shutdown corner right out the gate. Roger Jones started off slow when he came in, was great. Keanu Benton was great. The rookies uh, played very well. No yeah, we, like, about it. Uh, we had we've had the ability of finding people off the streets to come in and play well that you thought were going to be bums after we started losing people. So there's signs there that it's getting better. And the record showed it was better. We made the improvement from last year to this year record. You're right. We advanced to the playoffs. We It was better. It was, it was better. We were... And, you know, we're, this, this was year two removed from losing your star quarterback that you could have relied on a yeah. hell of a lot that hid a lot of warts on this roster and on the coaching staff. Now he's gone. And now you can, it's like, you know, shedding the light onto everything now that Ben's gone. Okay, what did he, you know, really hide on this team? And we're seeing it now. And hopefully now with the, we have a new new front office, they're able to address this better than Colbert was at the end of his career. Because Colbert, his beginning of his career, was one of the greatest GMs of all time. Kind of lost it at the end, which happens. Now we got, <clears throat> we got Colin and Weedle in here. And it kind of reminds me of when, when we had Cower and the uh, GM before um, Colbert came in, Donahue, Donahue had some bad drafts. The team wasn't looking good, you know, and that that helped us propel to the Super Bowl. That changed, and hopefully, that can history can repeat itself. Derpy says to me before the show, "Today's a special day, everybody. <laughs> today is a special day. You want to know why? Because it's been 15 years to the day. This time, 15 years ago, yes. you were getting ready to watch Super Bowl 43." And this Super Bowl is the one where we played against the Arizona Cardinals Ooh, in yeah, Tampa dude. Bay. Came come down to the end of the game. Ben makes the probably one of the most amazing throws in the history Ooh. of the playoffs and or Super Bowl to San Antonio Holmes to win the game ultimately 27 to 23. Uh guys, 15 years ago today, yep. last Super Bowl win. Um, I remember like it was yesterday. Me too. I remember I was where I was. That that the two the, the two greatest Super Bowl plays happened in that game. Yep. James Harrison, that's why he's on the thumbnail today. That run, that interception, thing of beauty. And he wasn't even supposed to blitz. He or supposed to be in coverage. He was supposed to blitz, but saw the play and made that that beautiful um beautiful uh, play right there. And then that that throw to uh Ben DeSantonio. That that is the best throw and catch in NFL history. And you know, just a few years prior to that, those those plays certainly overshadow one of my favorite plays in Super Bowl history, where Willie Parker takes the first run in the second half, seventy-five yards to the house. Uh, you know, at that time, tying the longest run in Super Bowl history. That play over gets overshadowed so much by these two other plays in Super Bowl forty-three. Can't forget about Willie Parker's run. That play was one of the most amazing plays in the Super Bowl as well. Oh. But guys, fifteen years ago today was the day we won Super Bowl 43. That, that game, I was so nervous when Larry Fitzgerald won. I'm like, at least if we're going to get beat, it's by Larry Fitz. I could, I was like, all right, I could live with that. And then... I boom. wasn't ready to lose that game. When Larry I didn't want to lose, but I'm like... When he split the Red oh, Sea and scored that touchdown, I, I wasn't ready to lose. I thought, you know what, we're going to do something. We're and then the ben, Steelers, we're, we're, we're going to win. I really felt that way. I didn't for any – it all believed that we were going to lose that football game, man. And then, then what 
what was it? The first play on the game winning drive was like a holding call or a false yeah. start. <laughs> yeah. Like Ben was telling the guys in the huddle, this is it, man. Oh, line. No one believes in you. I believe in you. Penalty. Let me segue this guys. This is throwback Thursday, guys. I'm going to ask you this question, put on your thinking caps, derpy. Let me send out the derpy signal just to make sure that he, that he's alive and well, and we could uh, have access to him. Derpy. Mike, throwback Thursday. Here's your question of the day for throwback Thursday. What is your worst Steelers playoff memory? Your worst Steelers playoff memory. Um, last week, we talked about our favorite Steelers playoff memory. I'm going to go first. There, there's a few that you could off, obviously go to, and I'm not going to name them off because the guys may use them. But yeah. my first worst, this was my first. This was my, this one took my uh, Steeler playoff virginity in a sense. Uh, was the game in 1994-95 season where we came three yards short of the end zone to uh, <laughs> we lost to the San Diego Chargers who went on to get murdered in the Super Bowl against San Francisco. But the play where Neil O'Donnell throws the ball over the middle to Barry Foster at the end zone and it gets knocked down was my least favorite play in Steeler um, mm -hmm. playoff history to, at that point. I mean, obviously, you know what happened a few years after that and things like this, but that, guys, is my throwback Thursday. Worst playoff Steeler memory, Mike. Uh, mine, oh, God, so many to choose from. Mine is still going to be the uh, Denver Broncos. Dummy, okay. dummy, dummy. 1997, now, I remember that one. Those two, the, the, the three more, the three yards, and then that, that Broncos one, I, like, burned into my brain at Brian such a on young the, age. Brian on the board. Good morning, Brian. Brian says Rashard Mendenhall. I'm assuming he's talking about the fumble in Green Bay, which is another, you know, another great one. Derpy, what is your least favorite worst Steeler playoff moment for Throwback Thursday? Does, does the Tennessee field goal count? Absolutely. That one. The missed field the goal worst. and then the made field goal and the, the fireworks going off and Dwayne Washington. This was 0203. That was it, that's also on my list. Ron on the board, the Neil O'Donnell game was the one that I was awfully obviously referring to as I was talking about a little bit down the road after the game that I was talking about. These are all 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 terrible, terrible Steeler playoff memories. Anybody else on the board feel like uh sharing? Uh feel free to oh. do so. I, re I remember that 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 the one that Derby mentioned. We were at my uh, that was like the day before my grandfather's funeral. We we're at the uh, funeral home visiting hours, and the game was on, and so we would all run outside to the car and listen. Come back in, run outside car, listen. The the ups and downs of that night, those emotions. You F you know Tennessee, <laughs> F you. I kind of have a funny story about that too. What <laughs> my grandfather dying. Well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously that was the funny part, but listen to this. I was on the couch and I'm watching this football game and I had one of those squeeze balls that kids have that have liquid in them. You know, you squeeze it and they kind of pop out the top and the bottom of your hands. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I'm squeezing it and I'm, I'm just watching the game and it exploded mm. as I'm squeezing it and all the juices flew into my eyes and my left eye went completely, completely blind. And uh, I, I had, a, you know, I ran into the bathroom and started spraying water, you know, in my eyes. But that literally happened, Mike, as as your bad day was happening as well. <laughs> that was just a shitty day. I'm glad to know, like, we were connected before we even met each other in the yeah. shared misery of the Steelers. You know. But that game, man. Oh. Obviously, mine was worse than your grandfather dying. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. You know. Well, you know, I drank so much that night, so I barely remember the game. 
<laughs> Ron, some of these Patriots losses in the early 2000s, they were, you know, I mean, oh. 24-17 in the, in the 2001 game. Cordell Stewart, first uh, playoff game at Heinz Field. Mm -hmm. And they were all like special teams touchdowns, if yeah. I'm remembering. The 04, the 03-04 was uh, Corey Dillon. I think that was 41-27, if I'm not mistaken, uh, New England. So, I mean, there, there's plenty plenty of bad playoff memories, of course, that, that I'm sure that we could really dig and find, guys. But uh, let's talk a little bit about mm, – let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. I have some prop picks that I want to talk about for the uh, Super Bowl, for the extracurriculars to the Super Bowl, if you will. But first, I want to say this. Did anybody see – which, and I gotta say, I'm thoroughly disgusted. And I'm not a great, you know, I'm it not, takes not a, a lot to disgust you. And I'm not a guy, I'm not a statue by any means. But did anybody see uh, Patrick Mahomes without his shirt on? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! This this guy is no. out there torching defenses, shredding off dudes that are jacked beyond belief, and he's out there dad bodding it up. I don't even know if that's a dad bot. It's like that's a, Coors like a, Light special like a, right put there. Put in belly. And I got to say, I mean, is anybody really su surprised by the bitch hips and the prego ass that the guy is out there running around with that he has an upper body like this? I, I just I'm <laughs> curious if anybody Wait. thought this guy was built. Uh, let me let me let me sum this up, because people may not know what we're talking about. There's a viral video after the game. Patrick Mahomes was in the locker room celebrating with his team and he had no shirt on. And I got to say that it's, it's very, very, very unimpressive for a professional athlete. Um, but Mike made good points earlier. You know what? Ben wasn't the uh, the most uh, ripped guy. Who was the other person you used as, a, as an example when I talked to Tom earlier? Brady. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah, I mean, Brady. so one of the other ones. Yeah. So, but uh, there is a lot of people talking about this right now, and you're going to see this video. And I and I got to say, on one hand, I'm not surprised because of his his, his um childbearing hips. There it is. There, there it is. is. Look at that. Just right, take a minute, guys. Take a look at this picture look in Mike's that. box. And if you're, you're confused to what you're seeing, that's a little bit of a jiggly um, pudding yeah. belly hanging over at the bottom. And it isn't exactly uh, chest muscles, what's going on no. there. Um, those, those are not pecs. Those are budding man boobs. The, those are budding. It, look, it, look, it would look like your 10-year-old, your you know, as he's going to elementary school, that, that, those kind of, yeah. you know, little chubby boobies. Yeah. Uh, but there you have it, guys. There is your, your, your goat. <laughs> There's your... Super There's boy. your acting goat, you know, as we speak. Uh, I so, love it. I love it. So there you go. The best quarterback, best quarterback in the league looks a lot like we do. We'll take yeah, it. I love it. You know, you got. We can be just like him. That's right. Der so Derby's Pat, in Pat, front of his mirror right Pat now retires, with no shirt on saying, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Pat Pat he's going to look like me. And that, that, that gives me comfort. Yeah. Minus the chest hair. He pretty much looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh guys uh, no travis kelsey travis kelsey will be skipping the grammys to prepare for the super bowl uh this old lady shows up for all of his games he is not gonna be able to make it to the grammys you know there there is you know of course this is a big thing and you got to be prepared but mike do you think that he should uh you know meet his lady halfway and go to the uh, no because if he does if he does go to the grammys and say they lose and he has one drop He's distracted. He's and you that's know, a big if. I mean, he can go and have eleven yeah. catches and he can win. I yeah, mean, but you know, the play, uh, the smart thing to do is go to no, the, just go 
don't go, don't go, because that will just be a bigger. What if she goes out and her performance here in a couple of weeks when she goes on tour and she's in Japan and she misses some notes and they say, well, you know, if she wasn't spending time supporting her her hubby, her man, maybe she would sing better. I, I mean, doesn't shouldn't he shouldn't he be more supportive? Shouldn't he show up at least? Yeah, because he's gone to other shows. He's gone to a bunch of her concerts. Has he really? Yeah, he's gone to yep, he's gone to concerts and stuff. So oh that's weird. That's even weirder. I was yeah. hoping that he wasn't even gonna say that. <laughs> no, he went. He's out. gone to some of her stuff. So you know the green see him up there doing the Swifty fingers and all that. He probably does. He <laughs> guys, this you know is smart move? like like smart move, dating a billionaire. Yeah. That's that's a high IQ. That's play. smart marketing by the that, NFL. That no, that's all. Travis is that is best. NFL's brainchild right there. I agree well, with Derby. Well, like, like one guy at work said, I'm surprised he didn't go after one of the, like Daddy. the like Lamar Hunt's daughters because they're very very beautiful and they're rich as well. But you know, sometimes it's you got you don't want to date the owner's daughter because you make you break her heart. Next thing you know, you're cut and you're shipped off to like Cleveland or some shit. Or you're like Triple H and you pretty much own the WWE one day. That was so... a, that was the long play. That's why you know yeah. the game. <laughs> That's why he's the cerebral assassin i love he my what he was doing baby yes sir <laughs> guys let's talk about some of these prop bets for super bowl 58 for the super bowl between the kansas city chiefs and the san francisco 49ers i want to talk about some of these prop bets uh first let's go mm, well we're already talking taylor swift will will this is a prop bet will travis kelsey propose to taylor <laughs> swift at the Super Bowl. Of course, they're saying that she's going to make her way from Japan. I, I didn't think she was going to be there, but but this is the scoop. She's making her way from Japan on her tour to make sure she is in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl next Sunday. Uh, top prop that I read, first one I read right on the list, will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift, Mike? If they win, yes. Interesting. If not, Valentine's Day. Okay. So you think they're I'm going with it. They're going to get married, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Those two crazy kids. All right. Next on the list, guys. Um, <laughs> will Taylor Swift be in the MVP's speech? The MVP, whoever it is, whether it be Kelsey, whether it be Mahomes, will Taylor Swift be mentioned in the MVP's speech at the end of the game? If it's Mahomes, I think he will do it because he's, uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, just to troll people. I think he will do it. Yes. I can't right. believe this Ooh, is a Ron's bet, going, going with their, that they're already engaged. Oh, interesting. Maybe Ron knows see, something that we don't know. See, this is the kind of shit I'm talking about, boys. All right. Um. Hmm. Uh, that was that was that, that's actually one of the props. Well, let me see. Will Swift will she, will she make it to the game on time? Will Taylor she Swift will. make it to the game on time? Yes, yes. Because her plan will cross the international date line. She will technically time travel back in time and make it to the game. Back to the future. It, yeah, like it's weird how that date line and time zones work. She will make it on time. She will leave on like a Saturday and land on a Saturday. All right, guys. Sunday, land on a Saturday. Some shit like that. Will they show Taylor Swift during the national anthem? Yes. <laughs> this is a yes. Yes. That is yes. easy money. That Will is they... easy money. And the next question is number of times is one and a half. During one the and a half anthem? times. If you, they do show her, will it be more or less than one and a half times during the national anthem? Derpy? Mm -hmm. 
sending out the mm. derpy signal. Derpy. <laughs> yes. You do. I, 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 he said yes. More or less than one and a half. Uh, <laughs> Way to pay attention, more. bro. More means yes. Yeah. Okay. So they're gonna. <laughs> that, this is more, why we have the yes derpy signal. Don't equal anything. <laughs> Uh, Mike, one and a half times, more or less, they showed Taylor Swift during the national. I mean, you think the national anthem is only a minute or so? Do yeah. they show her more or less than one and a half times? You know what? I'm taking the over. I am taking the over. Okay. I, I think the Derby, Super Bowl. I think the Super Bowl. If she too. makes it, it's the Super Bowl. They're gonna, they're gonna put the camera on her. Uh, length of Reba McIntyre's national anthem. That is also a prop bet. Uh, how many songs will Usher perform at halftime? A prop bet. Which songs will Usher perform at halftime? What artists might join him in his halftime performance? What's the first song going to be that Usher does at halftime? And will he debate, or I'm sorry, will he debut a new song at halftime? These are your Usher prop bets for the Super Bowl. Again, I yeah, I mean, I, I like prop bets. I love prop bets because you can tell who the uh, degenerate gamer wear is. What is that? As, as they pay to attention them? to the uh, halftime show, they're sitting there like this, rubbing their hands, all like, yeah, who do we got? What is the who NFL comfortable? But you know, it's it, it makes things interesting. You know it what does I mean? Too man, when there's when you got action on the game derby, when you got action on the side stuff, it, the Super Bowl is a whole hell of a lot more fun, baby. And then obviously the coin toss, uh, the things such as first touchdown, uh, will this player score? Will that player not score? Yeah, I mean, you could go down a list. There's hundreds, hundreds of different things. Parlays, baby. Parlays. Parlays. Parlays, get in. Make your money. Lose your money. Whatever you do with your money, uh, it all comes down to next Sunday for Super Bowl 58, guys, between, again, the 49ers and the Chiefs. Um, That's, that's you know, it's going to be it, man. That's, that's yeah. the end of the football season. But – but, but there's more. We have a little bit of, but 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 wait, there's more. There, there's a little bit of football prior, guys. Yeah, baby. The Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl starts. Uh, Pro Bowl festivities start tonight. So for anybody who's not aware and you have nothing to watch on TV later on today, Thursday, February first, from seven o'clock p.m. to eight thirty p.m., you have some of the uh, festivities. At the Pro Bowl, I'll give you some uh, examples of what it is that you will be seeing from, from that. And it goes through, not including tomorrow and Saturday, but the second and final day of the festivities is Sunday, February 4th at 3 o'clock p.m. So today and Sunday, 7 to 8.30 tonight, and then on Sunday at 3 p.m. in Orlando, Florida. This could all be watched on ESPN. Tonight, guys, they will be doing, uh, let's see. I will not be attending. Precision passing. Best catch, uh, the punt catch where they, you know, they shoot it out of the jug machine. And you got to mm -hmm. see how many balls you can catch. On Sunday, they'll be doing the tug of war, the gridiron gauntlet, move the chains, all these kind of things. And then they'll be finishing it up with the seven on seven flag football uh, thing they got going on. Also, they'll be doing golf, dodgeball, tic-tac-toe. Um, guys, a lot of stuff. It starts tonight. So you do have NFL in a in a bizarre kind of degenerate way, you have NFL football tonight at seven o'clock p.m. over on ESPN. The beginning of the Pro Bowl games and events, Mike. Um, you know what? I I like some of the events. 
I might not watch it, but I'll probably go back and I watch it online. To do. Just, just take a look at some of this stuff. Uh, I used to be all about the skill competitions back in the day. Remember, they had the uh, the quarterback accuracy. The oh, that was artist, that was cool. The they used to have like a throw. Nintendo game that was based. It was called like QB Challenge or something. Yeah, yeah QB Challenge. And you'd be able to do it, all it was of incorporated into like some of the Madden games too. They had that stuff. Yes. Into the Pro Bowl. I remember when they had like the field goal kicker challenge, kicking from weird angles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I'll, I'll sit down there and watch that build the festivity around it, but now it, it's lost its sense. I think once you it's reach a certain cringe. age, some of that stuff goes off. But when I was younger, I, I loved that. I'm going to have it, it on. I'll have it on. I'll be checking it out tonight, see what's going on. Uh, guys, if you're not thrilled about the NFL playoff or uh, All-Star weekend, you could always on Saturday, 3 o'clock p.m. on Saturday, the All-Star game of the NHL. Uh, of course, the skills competition starts Friday. So tonight, uh, Pro Bowl, NFL. Tomorrow, skills competition, NFL or NHL. Mm-hmm. Saturday, NHL game where they they broke it down. And of course, that's a whole different thing now. And then Sunday is your a is your NFL All Star conclusion to their All Star weekend. So these next four days between the NFL and the NHL, it's All Star weekend. So there you go, guys. If you're looking for something a little extra on TV. Uh, there's going to be some things that you could watch in, in, in way of all-star festivities. I will have the stuff on here, uh, you know, around and I'll, I'll be checking it out. I'm not going to be focused and excited to see it, but I will be checking it out. Uh, this is the second year they changed the all pro game in the NFL to be the way that it is. I'm going to check it out one more time. I'm going to give it one more chance before I totally hate it. I hated it last year. I hated the change, but I'm going to watch it again and see if it grows on me. Um, Mike, this is all-star weekend. I kind of like that, like, but don't like that it's all happening at the same time. But, you know, I like it because just get that it's the participation out of the way. Get it out of the way. I hate that it's, like, for hockey, it's like a whole week off. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't no care hockey, about that either. No, no NHL. But you know what? Will you be watching yeah. the skills competition for hockey, Mike? Oh, uh, no, Friday. same thing. I will go and uh, watch some You're... of the stuff online. Really? See, I yeah. like the skills. Be, I, like, I do like I the like skills. I, the stuff. presentation for me is too long. There's too much fluff and filler. I hate the fluff and filler. You're right. Of course, Crosby is uh, was selected for the All-Star. So you can see Sidney Crosby in all this going on. Pitt Panthers last night, uh, they play the first of two home games. Of course, the basketball team I'm talking. Pitt wins over Wake Forest 77-72. On Saturday, they host Notre Dame, and that is going to be alumni night uh, for Pitt, which is going to be a night where they celebrate the Elite Eight teams from 1974 and and 2009. Um, Dwan Blair, a bunch of guys you will totally recognize their names, but you get a chance to check it out or get down to the Pete. That is on Saturday, Notre Dame, Mike. See, I, I like I like pit basketball. I'm not gonna lie. You do? I do. I can like yeah, pit basketball is awesome, man. Yeah, I like I, I used to watch watch them back in the day. Because yeah, Penn State basketball sucks. <laughs> and, you know, every once in a while we'll have a run. That is like correct. every every twenty once years in a while. we have a little run. So yeah. I, I think if I need my basketball fix for college, I'm, you know, pit pit was always competitive. So. Mike, why don't you tell us? A little bit about this website. The two dumb users.com. The number two D U M I I N D R S dot com. Over there. We got the merch store. We got all of our social links. We got the blog. I need to figure out some what to do with the blog. Probably uh get ready for a lot of mock drafts and fun stuff like that. Because this is my time of the year for football. Give me the mock drafts. 
Um, all right, there you go. Go check it out, everybody. Go check out the website. That's www.the2wingers.com. That's www.v in the number two. And as you see spelled behind me, dumb, D-U-M, yenzers.com. A lot of cool stuff over there. Mike, there's a lot of hard work, so do go check it out. Uh, www.the2wingers.com. Guys, let's get into the all-star, all-pro trivia question of the day. Of course, we mentioned all the all-pro festivities and all-star uh, things going on between now and Sunday. So this, guys, is no different than the last couple couple days. Guys on the board, uh, feel free to jump right in and give your answers. But guys, Mike Derpy, are you Derpy, are you there? Derpy. See, now I think he's messing with us. I think so. I was too. waiting for the call. I was waiting. Oh, you for oh, you're, oh that's there Hollywood you go. Derpy right now. Hollywood Derpy. All right, fellas. Uh, guys on the board, people at home, here we go. Here is the question of the day, the trivia question. This is an all-pro, NFL all-pro question. John what AFC quarterback threw just two touchdown passes in 2022-2023 regular season but threw four touchdown passes in the first football game of the 2023 Pro Bowl games? Ooh. One more time, let me read that. What AFC quarterback threw just two touchdown passes in last year's season, but threw four touchdown passes in the first football game of the 2023 Pro Bowl games. Go ahead and think that over, guys. We are live, everybody, five days a week, Monday through Friday, right here, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. If you uh, don't get a chance to catch the show or you can only listen to it, maybe you're in the car, maybe you're at the gym, maybe just taking a walk, throwing your earbuds, you can always check out the live show that we do every day because we upload it over on Spotify podcast form at eight o'clock PM every day, the show from that day. So get a chance, or maybe, like I said, you just don't have a chance to check us out on YouTube. All you could always pop it in. Listen on your way here, on your way there over on Spotify, check it out. All right, guys, the question of the day is this, this is our pro bowl NFL pro bowl question. What AFC quarterback threw just two touchdown passes in the 20, 2022, 2023 regular season, but threw four touchdown passes in the first football game of the 2023 Pro Bowl games. And let me ask you, do any, does anybody need choices before we start? I need choices because I'm trying to think. Okay. Derpy, do you need choices as well? I'm going to go with choices as well. Um, all right. So, guys, this is, our, this is your choices. I'm looking for this one particular quarterback who threw two touchdown passes all last year. But at the Pro Bowl, he threw full game. Your choices are this. Jacoby Brissett. Case Keenan. Tyler Huntley. Brian Hoyer. I'm looking for that quarterback. All right. Mike. Darby, I'm going to start with you. What AFC quarterback threw just two touchdown passes in last football season, but threw four touchdown passes in the first game of the 2023 Pro Bowl games? Derpy, who do you think it was? Brissett, Keenan, Huntley, or Hoyer? I'm going to go Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, is that your final answer? Yeah. All right, let me lock Derpy in on Jacoby Brissett. Mike? I'm going to come to you. Which one of these four quarterbacks do you think that it was? 
going with Rawlinson. I'm going with Huntley. All right. Moran on the board says Tyler Huntley. Mike is going to say the same thing. Is that your final answer, Mike? That is. All right. So everybody's locked into place. And I'm gonna I'm gonna address that just in, in one second, Mike, with the uh, with, with Ron's with, with Ron is yeah. asking you. Um, all right, guys, here's the question of the day. This is a Pro Bowl question. What AFC quarterback threw just two touchdown passes in the 2022-2023 regular season, but threw four touchdown passes in the first game of the 2023 Pro Bowl games? Brissett, Keenan, Huntley, Hoyer. Derpy says Brissett. Ron on the board says Huntley. Mike says Huntley. The answer is, of course, Tyler Huntley. He was a replacement last year. You've seen him a couple times during the season. The Steelers certainly seen him. He had very little numbers to go by. However, he was a replacement player. He did come in and, and play very effectively in that game that is spoken of. Tyler Huntley, guys, is the answer of the uh, question of the day. So there you go. Great job. Uh, yeah, Mike, I, I don't know why either. It's it's like it's almost – it's always like five seconds just it's before – Five seconds? Yeah, like right. it's like it's like you're hitting the button a little early or something. Well, because I know we run because running through Zoom and stuff, there is that little bit of a lag and delay. Okay. And I know when we it records everything and shows everything, so I thought it just kept it would the stream would keep going. So, okay, I, I've noticed this yeah. a while back. I just never yeah. really. I know thought... I, I remember Rowan mentioned something about it, and then I just forgot to look into it. But I might have something where I can do that today, just like. Um, turn right. my screen to something else. So you're all just sitting here seeing me like this for a couple seconds all right <laughs> we want to do that we do want to thank everybody for yeah. checking us out we appreciate each yeah. and every one of you um i want to thank you as always uh we couldn't we wouldn't do it without you we want to thank everybody on the board you always keep things interesting uh mike anything before we get ready to take off yeah it's like what ron said you know he said he checked out uh, different sealer shows didn't like them not interactive and boring and bad takes he likes us he says we're fun i appreciate that ron yeah thanks a lot yeah man. yeah we may not all agree on everything, but we, we try to have fun here. We barely agree on anything. But no, anyway, that almost makes it fun. Therapy, what do you got before we take off, man? Let's go, Pens. Go watch Crosby on the uh, skills tomorrow. All right, Pens, Crosby, skills. Derpy. There you have it. Mine is this. <laughs> Mine is a, a kind of a question. Mike, what is the difference between a dollar and a pound? The dollar and the pound. What is the difference? I can't dollar your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta remember that one for work. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I saw that. I thought, oh my god, I gotta get Mike. You know, and uh, I was gonna get you earlier. I thought I'm gonna wait till the show. Why not? What better hey, time to do it? What's the difference between jelly and jam? What? Can't jelly this dick inside you? Hey now. <laughs> also, <laughs> I got a couple more, but I'm gonna save these for tomorrow. I want to oh. keep this thing going through the weekend. No, but hey, uh, guys, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Mike, Derpy, anything else? Speak now forever. Hold your peace. No, got nothing. Derpy? I got nothing. Derpy, now he waits for the signal now. No, he just, yeah, he's milking this I'm shit. Kill him. <laughs> All right, but yes, uh, awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. For Mike and the Steeler Central's mobile studio, Derpy, myself, the two dumb guns. Everybody have a great day. We'll be back all uh, tomorrow to do it all over again. We'll see you then.
no, 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 no. Oh, 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 oh